If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za. I love having these conversations with you because you, you break it down in such a simplistic manner for us to, to go back to and remember. Uh, and as uh, we've been highlighting with the various speakers we've had on the show, it's quite clear that the global economy is really facing a number of headwinds from recessions in global markets uh, to uh, poor performance in terms of uh, some companies that we might be exposed to and even our own livelihoods as South Africans coming under pressure in terms of affordability. Uh, and this takes us back to going back to basics when it comes to our investment portfolios and investment strategies and maybe treating it with a lot more patience like a game of chess. But I'm keen to understand investments and chess, what do the two uh, have in, in common? There is a few parallels between the two, but I think like many probably in South Africa, it's important that I start by admitting that I do not have that much experience with a game of chess. It was only in high school, mm-hmm. and only in high school I'm exposed to the game. I learn the rules. I play a few games. I lose. I think, you know what? I know this game and I don't care mm-hmm. much. But it was only later on that I realized how big the game is globally. And I think the first thing that I want, I want to highlight is probably the skill that's involved in the game of chess. Mm-hmm. And I think this is very true as well when it comes to investing. And that's something that many of us probably don't pay much attention to. You know, I've got a lot of people who think, you know, I, I can invest, I can beat the market. But in reality, there are very few people who can actually do that, who can perform better than the market. And a lot of people struggling with this detail. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the one that's more obvious is, I guess, the importance of making decisions in the tool. You know, in chess, you have to assess and make a decision based on, I guess, on the moves that are available to you. And that is also true with investing. And it's one of the things that I think many South Africans struggle with, with the many opportunities or investment solutions that are available to them. You find a lot of people end up maybe perhaps ending up in the wrong solution. Definitely. I'm so glad you mentioned that. It's about understanding what uh, uh, opportunities you can access and the moves that are available to you uh, after providing uh, and doing the necessary assessment. And this speaks to a sense of patience, a sense of strategic thinking uh, and not being swayed by emotions. And I'm keen for us to to go there because uh, what we've witnessed on the show and many of our listeners and some participants have highlighted that January was tough. They thought they could make 30% off of Forex and it didn't quite work out. Uh, So help us understand how these behaviors and emotions need to be managed so that they don't sway the investment decisions we take. I think it's fair to say as beings, we are emotional beings and we bring our emotions to most of our lives and the decisions that we make. And I think when it comes to investing or managing our money, we struggle with this. I often joke uh, with my colleagues about gymming at the beginning of the year all of us are queuing at the yep. gym come February there's very few of us still going and I think emotions do stand in the way of many investors in fact when we read on the discipline of investing we are told about the character of the investor to be even more important than his expertise uh, and where you see it and if I think of examples you've got an investor who has a perfect investment solution for their plan and it's working out so they should be celebrating but they suddenly hear of something that's seemingly doing better than they are and you see that investors struggle now they wish they were elsewhere and that's someone allowing their emotions to stand in their way 
And I think the same is true, as I highlighted in my, the first response to the game of chess, is that there are lots of people who end up in the wrong solution mm. because of something emotional, because they hear this investment is doing so well, mm. and they, they don't stop to assess whether it is aligned with their goals or their lives, and before they know it, they mismanagement. Definitely. And this teaches us something in terms of uh, the long term, right? And, and having a sense of patience. We've often discussed the concept about time in the market versus timing the market. Remind us why this remains critical, uh, even though sometimes we, we might feel frustrated by just how long long term really is. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things I've been tackling at the beginning of the year, thinking about how to communicate this message, a lot of us call ourselves investors but maybe perhaps we are more like speculators or gamblers. I don't even want to go to long-term investing. A lot of people who call themselves long-term investors struggle with the discipline Mm. to make a decision. And I think my perfect example, I've spoken on this show about my obsession with the topic of saving for retirement. And and the reason I um, I obsess so much is because it gives you enough time. I think most people have 10 years plus to invest for. And then you see that investor struggling, trying to determine what's going to happen to their investment tomorrow, next month, next year, when they are making a 10-year plus investment. And, and I think that speaks again to the behavior of the investor and the importance of taking the time to make sure that you understand the solution that you are invested in so that you can allow your money to work for you mm. instead of every night looking at your statement. In fact, you end up not having a good life experience because of something good in your life because mm. they're using that alignment. 100%. I'm glad that you highlight this and there's some practical examples we can also look to. Just two, three years ago, we struggled with the pandemic uh, where in 2020, the markets were in free fall. Uh, halfway through the year, there was a whole lot of panic, uncertainty, not only about our global health, but just where we were headed uh, as economies and the equity space. And if you hung in that and, and just rode out the way for a little longer, you would have actually you know, made even more or greater returns in terms of your investments. And this reminds us perhaps of a concept around resilience. Uh, and, and sometimes this is a challenge for us as investors, Butum Tobisi, because there's a lot of noise. If it's not the US, it's China. If it's not Transnet, it's ESCOM. And all of these things do typically lead to uh, a panic uh, on our end as investors. So how do we build that muscle of resilience uh, in order to endure the headwinds? Sure. Taking us back to, I remember having a conversation with you around 2020 yes. uh, when there was so much panic in the market. Uh, I think many of us struggled from our health point of view and we're probably still a recovery. Market somehow, they've recovered. Uh, even our GDP seems to have recovered from the, the downturn of uh, 2020. I remember looking at my portfolio, in, I think it was probably around June or so, and mm-hmm. my portfolio mm-hmm. was down, I think about 20% plus. Ooh, the uh, pain. <laughs> and I remember feeling for clients who were also invested in this solution who probably did not have the courage or maybe the know-how that I have. But I was like looking everywhere, wishing I had more money so that I can invest more because here's something that I really believed in and I already owned a portion of it and it was down by 20%. Mm. Yes, I felt that my life was threatened because there was this virus that was, I guess, 
uh, causing so much harm in the world. But from an investment point of view, that was a great opportunity for me if I had additional capital to buy the same investment that I believe in. And, and I guess that's easier said than done. And I've sat down with many investors and I know how challenging this can be. Mm. I think it's fair to say that as human beings, we are wired to avoid pain. Mm. You know, when you're looking at something and it feels painful, the first thing is that you want to walk away from it. And I think there are many people who struggled with the same, uh, with uh, the downturn of COVID and many others that we experience daily. There is so much short-term noise in the market. There's mm. only something that's happening. And if you allow those things to take over, to lead your decisions, I think oftentimes you lose. You know, there are many people who sold investments, maybe perhaps that they didn't have to mm. because they had to cut their losses. But what they really did is they took a paper loss mm. and locked it in and made it permanent and by that lost money. And I think there's so much that one can speak to when it comes to resilience and we often talk about grit. But for me, I think if I were to pick one thing, it's the ability to persevere. Uh, mm. which I know it's easier said than done. But sometimes, especially when you are clear on your objective, when you are clear on your underlying solution, and sometimes you need to sit through the pain, and it's even short-term pain, uh, in order for you to realize the, the growth that uh, your investment can offer. Definitely. Uh, and speaking of that perseverance, sometimes it needs a different perspective uh, in order to make sure that you stick to the long-term goal and objective. Let's talk about having the right partner on board here. And specifically, this speaks to a financial planner who can walk the journey with you and guide you. Uh, help us understand how we need to uh, be deliberate about this intention, but also even positioning ourselves to ask the right questions so that we feel a level of comfort that we're still on the right track. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've been with Ellen Gray for 13 years now, and I've seen many clients ambitious and uh, with clear goals, and I know the hardship of the journey. I spoke earlier on about an investor potentially selecting the wrong solution, mm-hmm. but I do know that's not the hardest one, because I've met many people with the resolution, happy to start their long-term investing journey, but it is walking this journey that's the hardest, and I think... Uh, it's always best if you can get someone that you can partner with, someone who can guide you, especially when things don't go your way, especially things when they shock you. Uh, you wake up and you see your investment is not performing as well. To have someone who can walk the journey with you. And in South Africa, there are so many independent financial planners who help clients on this journey. And, and, and I know this is a relationship and a process that one has to go through in order to determine this individual and form these partnerships. But I'm convinced when it's done right, it can serve uh, a best return. 100%. Butum Tobi, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. And thank you again for uh, simplifying these concepts that sometimes we, we tend to feel overwhelmed by um, and feel as though we're the only ones stuck uh, in this uh, financial quagmire. But the truth is it's a journey. It's a long-term one. And there are ways of keeping our focus on it. Catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.